Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Learn more about our live stream church services, the Walk in Truth podcast, and how to donate or find us on social media when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael and his teaching in Galatians chapter 5, called The Fruit of the Spirit. We're in Galatians chapter 5. We're looking at the fruit of the Spirit. And as we move verse by verse through the book of Galatians, we're coming to the close of chapter 5. And we're looking at the positive side of the ledger right now. And we could use some positive, And that is the fruits that the Holy Spirit produces in our lives. So turn in your Bible to Galatians chapter 5. And as we normally do, we're going to read the text together. Don't forget, as I just said on the announcements tonight, at 5 p.m. we have prayer in the parking lot. And then at 6.33 p.m., we are doing a special service. I'll try to remind you again at the end of our time together in the message. But we're, for right now, in Galatians chapter 5, the fruit of the Spirit. If you'd like to stand up wherever you may be, you can do that. You don't have to, of course, but uh, we're going to read the text together. Galatians chapter 5, and let's pick it up in verse 16. But I say, walk by the Spirit, Galatians 5.16, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. Now, take that section or that verse as your foundation. If you walk by the Spirit, you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. It's just that simple. That's the foundation. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit, Galatians 5.17, and the Spirit against the flesh. These are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. This is the battle in verse 17, and we all can sense the battle for sure. Now let's skip down to verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit, this is when we submit, when we are walking by the Spirit. Here's what is generated, and I would submit to you it's not an exhaustive list. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus, and if you're a believer, you belong to him and he to you. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh. Notice this is not a passive thing that we have to do. We've got to crucify the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become boastful, challenging one another, envying one another. Uh, You may be seated if you stood for the reading. God bless you, and let's pray together. Father, thank you for each and every precious soul who has joined us this morning live on this platform. Thank you for the fruit that we have seen in the messages that have gone out. We give you the glory for that. We give you the glory for using this season. And we often describe our lives as seasons. This season has been an unexpected season of fruitfulness for the church as you have exploited a tough and even evil circumstance for good. And we want to be fruitful, Lord. We want to be fruitful in our lives in light of eternity. And we only have so many days to produce fruit. And Lord, we want to know how we can do that, how we can be heading in 
uh, my prayer, uh, heading into a season of more fruitfulness as a church, and not just living truth, but as the church across America, across Southern California, and around the world. It is our desire to be fruitful, but we want to know, Lord, how do we do that? How, how can we be more consistent, more effective, more fruitful in the days and weeks ahead? That is the cry of my heart. That is the cry of the hearts I can sense who are, uh, have opened their Bibles this morning and desire to be a fruitful person. And so, Lord, would you teach us by your Holy Spirit? Would you show us wonderful things from your word? Would you make us more like you? These fruits really represent who you are and who we are when we are submitted to your lordship and walking with you. So I pray that you'd bless our time and I pray that you'd be glorified in it. In Jesus' name, all God's people said a loud amen. Good morning again, the fruit of the spirit. Let me take a quick drink so I can wet my whistle here. The fruit of the spirit. We uh, have all kinds of agricultural images in the Bible. We talk about that there's a season for everything. We talk about seasons of our lives and we talk about fruit. And uh, if you're a city boy like me, you know, you may not think much of agricultural images. You know, you go to the market and you buy your little container of strawberries or your apples, your favorite apple, and you find your bag and you put it in there and you you may not think too much about it. But some of you actually have fruit trees and you grow things in your yard. Some of you have planted gardens recently, and I'm often the beneficiary with other staff people of your avocados and your lemons and your fruits, and we appreciate that very much. And uh, a tree is known, Jesus said, a tree is known by its fruit. If we were to pause right now and I were to ask you, what kind of tree are you? And what do people know you by? And if you think about the list of nine fruits, we had 15 what we called fruits of the flesh, and that was not an exhaustive list. And that was an ugly list in the previous verses. And some of those fruits, if you want to just take a peek, are described as the deeds or the fruits of the flesh, and they're evident. And we had immorality leading the list in verse 19. We had a bunch of divisive descriptions of broken and hostile relationships in verse 20, including sorcery, and then moving on to enmities, middle of 20, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger. You could call these a lot of ugly fruits, disputes, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. Paul might say, that's not even an exhaustive list. It's a representative list of ugly fruit. For those of you who have uh, experienced a bachelor pad, uh, some people who had those years, and you may be in those years right now where you were a bachelor or maybe you lived in a college dormitory, they're famous for opening the fruit drawer and finding fruit in there. It was about two years old and it's growing all kinds of things. And when fruit becomes corrupted, when it becomes rotten, uh, it's an ugly thing. A wonderful piece of fruit that is grown off a tree and looks great in the way it's supposed to be is a blessing. But fruit that is corrupted And in the Bible, uh, here's the image that's often used as the opposite of fruitfulness. The opposite of fruitfulness is a wilderness. The opposite of fruitfulness is barrenness. 
It's where things don't grow. You remember Jesus came up to a fig tree and he cursed a fig tree that had not produced fruit. And Israel was in Isaiah 5 compared to God's vineyard. And God expected to find fruit therein, but it was barren. And of course, uh, seasons of fruitfulness and barrenness are probably descriptive of each of our lives. They, that was true for Israel. Israel would go through times of fruitfulness and then barrenness. And that, those times were completely dependent upon their leadership and their worship. And when Israel opened their doors to the idolatrous ways of the nations and they had corrupt leadership that allowed the high places and the worship of the Baals and the Ashtoreth, it produced barrenness and negative fruit, if you will, and the consequences followed. The nation was not fruitful. But when they returned back to God, and often they would return back to God after a plague or after a drought or after something that God had to do in a disciplinary fashion, then they yielded fruit once again. And there's a parallel with Hebrews chapter 12 where the writer talks about God's discipline and how when discipline is received and we act upon it, it yields a crop, it yields fruit in our lives. So each and every one of us can probably relate to seasons of fruitfulness and seasons of barrenness. I wonder as I look right now out at a few of our staff and I look at a camera, but I uh, just picture faces in this congregation that would typically be here. And I wonder what season are you in right now? Has this been a season of fruitfulness for you or barrenness? What would you like to see that's ahead of you? What I'd like to see as a pastor, and I know I speak on behalf of all of the pastors in Southern California and in the United States and all of the staff and elders here, is we'd love to see a season of fruitfulness. And we have had unexpected fruit during this tough time because people have been turning back to the Lord. And people have uh, said, you know, maybe I was taking some things for granted. And I know that on a Sunday morning like this, we've even had friends who are watching, who are not believers. And if you're not a believer, I welcome you. And I'm glad that you're listening to the word of God. And even though some of these concepts might be a little bit foreign to you, here's the bottom line. The Holy Spirit, who is a gift, and he is the third person of the Holy Trinity. And when we're born again, the Bible says we're born again of the Holy Spirit. And here's what happens. When we're born again, when we become a Christian, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of us. We become what's called the temple of the Holy Spirit. We become the place uh, where he resides, if you will. And some of this is a mystery, but God lives in us through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God's very presence in our lives. We saw in the earlier verses, especially verse 17, that there's still a battle between what remains of our unredeemed humanity because ultimately we're going to get a new body and we're not going to have to deal with sin in the flesh anymore, but that's in the future. We still have a battle going on. And the battle is between what we give preeminence to, what we abide in, whether it's the things of the Spirit or the things of the flesh. And we have an active role in that. We're called to walk by the Spirit. We're, it says when we are led by the Spirit, that uh, indicates that we're following His ways. And so we have an active role in what comes out of our lives. What kind of fruit comes out of your life and my life is going to be dependent on, please hear me well, 
about upon how closely you abide in Christ. There's another church word. Let me explain. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Life on the go can make it difficult to catch up on your study in the Bible. If you think about it, Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance is here for you, kind of like a daily supplement to help your spiritual growth. You can listen to Walk in Truth whenever you want because it's on podcast too. Subscribe to Walk in Truth on your favorite podcast app. For example, if you have an iPhone, we're on your iPodcast app already on your phone. Walk in Truth is also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. So listen on your hike, during your drive, or while you're getting work done at a coffee shop. Basically, listen whenever you want. Subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app. Hey, Shane Lance here, and I wanted to take a quick moment and encourage you to subscribe to our devotional called A Step Closer. This is a quick read from scripture with a little bit of commentary, and it's a great way to keep you growing in your walk with the Lord. In our crazy society right now, with all the things we jam-pack into our schedule, I'll be the first to admit that sometimes it's hard to find time to study God's Word. But it is so important as we grow in our relationship with the Lord to study His Word. It's such a vital aspect to our walk. You can text "step closer" as one word to 33222. Again, that's "step closer" as one word to 33222. We really believe here at Walk in Truth that this can be a great instrument in helping you grow in your relationship with the Lord. So once again, we'd encourage you to subscribe to our devotional called "A Step Closer," and you can text "step closer" as one word to 33222. Now. Back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. There's still a battle between what remains of our unredeemed humanity because ultimately we're going to get a new body and we're not going to have to deal with sin in the flesh anymore, but that's in the future. We still have a battle going on. And the battle is between what we give preeminence to, what we abide in, whether it's the things of the Spirit or the things of the flesh. And we have an active role in that. We're called to walk by the Spirit. We're, it says when we are led by the Spirit, that uh, indicates that we're following His ways. And so we have an active role in what comes out of our lives. What kind of fruit comes out of your life and my life is going to be dependent on, please hear me well, about, upon how closely you abide in Christ. There's another church word. Let me explain. To abide means to remain close. And so when you're abiding in Christ, that's when you're going to produce the most fruit. And that is really, that part of abiding is up to you. I want you to turn to John 15. You got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus talks about this fruit of abiding. This is the upper room discourse, the last 24 hours of Jesus's life here the night before he's going to die. And he gives us the key to bearing fruit. He says, John 15, 1, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. John 15, 3. You're already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, John fifteen five. you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears 
much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. If you're trying to produce spiritual fruit apart from Christ, you got nada. It just isn't going to happen. Look at verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. And then one of the fruits, just as the Father has loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. This is my commandment down to verse 12, that you love one another. Take this fruit that you get from me and love one another just as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that one laid down his life for his friends. And then uh, verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. That is, ask according to his will. This I command you, that you love one another. Back to Galatians chapter 5. So this idea of fruit bearing is directly connected to our abiding in the Lord, staying close to the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is the challenge that we have with the flesh, because the flesh doesn't want to do the things of the Spirit. Sometimes the flesh has to be dragged kicking and screaming to the things of God, to our Bibles, to prayer, to worship. The list of nine fruits of the Holy Spirit in Galatians 5, I mentioned it's not exhaustive. Let me just give you another couple of examples of what would be fruit in your lives. Fruit could be worship, the fruit of my lips giving thanks to his name. Fruit can be giving. We give the first fruits that God gives to us. Fruit can be leading people to Christ. There's converts from Asia that are called the first fruits Fruit can be benevolence. It can be many other things connected to the ways of God. When we worship, when we give, when we lead others to Christ. And even in Philippians 1.22, Paul talked about the fruit of his labor there that he was to remain on and to have the fruit of his labor. And that fruit had to do with making disciples for those who were in Philippi and other churches that Paul had planted or ministered to. So the different ways to be fruit-bearing have to do with the ways of God or the things of God. As I give myself to the things of God, I'm going to be a fruitful person. I'm going to bear fruit. Isaiah 27, 6 says, In the days to come, Jacob will take root. He speaks of Israel here. Israel will blossom and sprout. They will fill the whole world with fruit. Isaiah 27, Verse 6, interestingly enough, the land of Israel that was barren at one time was literally underwater in many places, has, be, has blossomed again. I think right now they are the third uh, major exporter of fruits and vegetables to the whole world. Israel, which in some people's lifetimes and uh, in many of our lifetimes, that's when they became a nation again, it was barren. And in 1948, they became a nation again. In 67, they took Jerusalem back again. And now they are blossoming again. If you want to read Ezekiel 36, you can see how a prophecy is spoken in the last days, how the land will blossom again. That land becomes a picture of the church's life, if you will. 
how God can take barrenness. You know, many of us came from brokenness and barrenness. And there's so many faith stories represented in the people that are watching right now where God took you from brokenness and things that were barren, unfruitful, and has caused you to blossom. And you have been now uh, ministering to other people and blessing them in your life. I want to give you one example as we set the table here for this uh, particular teaching. And it's in Genesis 49, first book of your Bible, Genesis 49. And I want to show you just quickly, this is a prophecy that Jacob uh, speaks over his family. And he is referring to Joseph here. This is Genesis 49, all the way at the end of Genesis, verse 22. He's been going through the different family members and speaking prophecy over them. And here's what he says of Joseph. And if you remember Joseph's story, Joseph was favored by his dad, sold into slavery, had many bumps and bruises, and then he became fruitful again uh, at the end of his life and, of course, even in the middle of his life. And uh, Jacob prophesies over him and says, Joseph, Genesis 49, 22, is a fruitful bow. A fruitful bow by a spring. Its branches run over a wall. The archers bitterly attacked him. Joseph had some tough times and shot at him and harassed him. But his bow remained firm and his arms were agile from the hands of the mighty one of Jacob. From there is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. From the God of your father who helps you and by the almighty who blesses you with blessings of heaven above, Blessings of the deep that lies beneath. Blessings of the breasts and of the womb. The blessing of your father. Uh, blessings of your father have surpassed the blessings of my ancestors. Up to the utmost bound of everlasting hills. May they be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of the one distinguished among his brothers. Joseph had his bumps and bruises, and maybe you're in a season where it's been a little bit difficulty, but you could be coming into a season of fruitfulness because God often use, uses barren times and hard times to lead us into times of fruit. You've been listening to The Fruit of the Spirit, Part 1 on Walk in Truth, Pastor Michael's teaching in Galatians 5, 22 through 24. And if you'd like to watch the video of this teaching, which includes a time of worship, you can subscribe to the Living Truth Christian Fellowship YouTube channel. Visit walkintruth.com and click on Church. Or find us on your YouTube app. And make sure you click on the bell after you subscribe to the YouTube channel, because then you'll be notified every time Pastor Michael goes live. Like tomorrow evening, every Wednesday night at 7 p.m., our church has a service that you're invited to join. Have you subscribed to the free Walk in Truth podcast yet? We're on apps like iHeartRadio, iPodcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. Basically, Walk in Truth is wherever you get your podcasts. So do that today, and you can listen to previous programs you might have missed. So subscribe to Walk in Truth wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, sometimes there is a level of frustration when we don't feel like we're producing the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And hey, I hear you. I think every Christian can relate. Because we've been told about a battle between the flesh and the spirit, that battle is very real. And that's why sometimes the fruit of the spirit doesn't come out of your life. Now, I would say this. If you are failing in some of the fruits, uh, wrestling with self-control, wrestling with you know, uh, goodness and gentleness, 
Welcome to the club. If you have no fruit in your life, then you better go back and check whether you're a Christian. But just because you fail at times to produce the fruit of the Holy Spirit doesn't mean you're not a Christian. It just means you're in a battle. And the way to win the battle is laid out in this teaching in Galatians 5. And it's really to be spending time in the things of the Spirit, feeding the Spirit instead of feeding the flesh. It's really that simple. And uh, that's what we need to do. Now, I want to invite you to a 633 event that we're having here at Living Truth Christian Fellowship, and we're actually going to be able to invite you to come personally. We'll also be live streaming it. And how relevant and apropos this topic is, it's the problem of evil. Our next 633 event, the problem of evil with Dr. Clay Jones, it's going to happen on June the 14th. And we're uh, asking you to... uh, be praying for that event, to plan on coming to that event, and look for details on all of that on our website at walkintruth.com, and you'll be able to click over to the church information. By the way, you can also watch our last 633 event, which has gotten, I think, a couple of thousand views now on our YouTube page, and it was called Navigating the Times with a great panel dealing with some of the questions related to how do we navigate this time with you know, what the Bible says, submission to government, you know, just dealing with all of the emotions and and trials and tribulations that go with this. So that's also on the YouTube channel. And you can get a flavor for what our 633 events look like. That's streaming live on YouTube. You can visit walkintruth.com to get all the information about the one that's coming up called The Problem of Evil with Dr. Clay Jones. Make plans to join us. We'd love to have you. And we'll catch you tomorrow on the broadcast. And one more thing before we go. Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Your $5 donation is so appreciated. So please give your donation at walkintruth.com. And come back tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Galatians 5 called The Fruit of the Spirit. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.